to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens presented by star style productions as an international outreach program of be the star you are charity you'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters meet and chat with cool celebrities exhilarating experts and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know it's time to kick off the fun with our star teens welcome to express yourself Dream big, start small, but most of all, start. Simon Sinek. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We are a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. I'm Siri Panindra, and today's show revolves around leadership. As part of our disaster relief outreach program, Be The Star You Are showcases authors, artists, actors, musicians, and many other creatives who have had their performances canceled by COVID-19. So make sure you're tuned in to Star Style Be The Star You Are on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific time for Wednesdays with writers and performers, and Express Yourself, airing on Sundays at 3 p.m. for Super Smart Sundays, both broadcasting right here on Voice America Network's Empowerment Channel. Additionally, we are so, so happy to announce that the California Humanities and the National Endowment for the Humanities, as part of the CARES Act Economic Stabilization Plan of 2020, has just awarded our producer, Cynthia Bryan, a grant to continue producing and booking more authors, musicians, actors, health professionals, and more on Express Yourself Teen Radio to give us and our guests a voice during this pandemic. Our lineup is stellar, and you can check us out at voiceamerica.com slash show slash 2014 slash express dash yourself. Thank you again, California Humanities and NEH, for helping Cynthia Bryan continue to produce quality programming during this time. Today, we have a great hour planned for you. In segment two, we will be interviewing Joanne Ramirez, and we will be wrapping up our show with Andrea Smith's newest edition in the spotlight. But for this segment, I'll just be talking about how I've in- implemented leadership in my life. So a little bit about me. I just graduated from high school a few months ago, and I'll be attending UC Berkeley in the fall. I'm intending to pursue majors in computer science and data science, as I was a student in my high school's engineering and design academy, which has helped me nurture my thoughts in computer science. And it has truly given me the curiosity um, as well as the confidence to explore these skills further down the career line. And just recently, I was awarded UC Berkeley's Leadership Award and became an alumni scholar at the Cal Alumni Association. And I'm truly so honored to have been given this recognition And I'm looking forward to networking with the Berkeley faculty, alumni, as well as engaging in the mentorship and leadership opportunities that they offer. I feel it is possible to demonstrate initiative in a variety of ways, 
And today, I thought I would share a few ways of how I showcase leadership in my community. So first off, I was appointed by my city's mayor to be the student representative for a commission. I worked with the chairperson, vice chairperson, and the three other commissioners to approve architectural proposals for our city's parks and facilities. And as a student representative, I provided my input on programs that we should implement. I was also a license and presented monthly reports from another commission at every meeting. Overall, I had the opportunity to use my voice and speak on behalf of the teens in my city. Additionally, I'm also in the process of launching a startup this holiday season to help people express their feelings to their loved ones in a creative, meaningful way. I am driving a group of people, including software developers, designers, and vendors to put together an online personalized Build-A-Book service. Moving on, I was a mentor at my high school's freshman mentorship program that ensured that every freshman has a smooth transition from middle to high school. As a freshman mentor for two years, I built relationships with more than 60 freshmen, and every week I walked my freshman class through upcoming events and opportunities that they can utilize, and I collaborated with my co-mentors to organize engaging activities that pushed students to step out of their comfort zones. Um, This not only enhanced my leadership and presentation skills, but I've made amazing friendships with my mentors. And as part of Be The Star You Are, last year I was an event director for the Moraga Pear and Wine Festival, where I managed a booth, coordinated the logistics, and raised funds for our organization. I also supervised the volunteers at my booth and promoted our organization's mission. Overall, this experience gave me the confidence to organize events in the future, manage people, and ultimately get things done. All in all, I feel leadership is about taking control of a situation and producing results. Um, And I just want to thank everyone in my life for having supported me and giving me opportunities to grow as a leader. Well, that's about it for my segment. You can check out youtube.com slash be the star you are for our very fun and informative videos on living, laughing, and learning. Visit us at btsya.org and check out past editions of our show at expressyourselfteenradio.com. I'm Siri Panindra, and keep listening to our conversation about leadership as we interview Joanne Ramirez on Express Yourself After the Break. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. You're 
listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thanks for staying with us here at Express Yourself on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I'm Siri Panindra, and we are here today with Joan Ramirez. She holds a Master of Science in Business, Medical, and Technical Journalism, as well as two others in ESL and Education. She has published a variety of topics from cochlear implants to the economy and has conducted many workshops domestic and foreign on the nuances of business communications for managers and startup companies. She is the leadership and she is the leader of her own enterprise with training programs with 25 years of expertise for entrepreneurs and has published two other books, Jamie's Autistic Learning in a Special Way and Go For It Leadership Handbook for All Students. Her newest book, Let It Go, Let It Flow Leadership, is now in 106 university libraries in the United States and worldwide, which offers the opportunity for individuals to grow into leadership positions in their present and future jobs and provides insight into people who have earned their stripes. Welcome to Express Yourself, Joanne. How are you doing today? Getting to me here in New York, but other than that, I'm just fine. Perfect. I'm calling in from California. <laughs> so, I know, and it's probably, it's probably worse there than it is here. Oh, yes. Just recently, the cases have spiked up, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Well, so let me ask you my very first question, um, and that is, what is your leadership philosophy? Are leaders born, or are they shaped and molded? I think it's a combination of both. Uh, I was... Um trained by two people who, my father, who was a leader in his field in education, he taught for the Board of Education in in New York for 50 years, and then at 70, he went to Florida, and he taught until he was 92, and my mother Mm -hmm. was a copywriter, and they always told me to excel, but not to feel that it was um, uh, something that you had to be driven. So I, from a very early age, I saw what my father did, and uh, now I'm the leader of my own enterprise, and I teach darling children, and uh, I just tell them that they have to be the leader of their own enterprise, and they have to do their own thing and not look at anybody else, because that's what a true leader does. A true leader is someone who is able to follow their own path and not always look at anybody else's. Yes, definitely, definitely. I love your story and how you got inspiration from your father and mother. I definitely feel it's our parents that, you know, have a lot of significance in our lives. So let's talk about your book, Let It Go, Let It Flow Leadership, and what inspired you to take on that journey of writing that book? Well, it's a sad story. Um, I had a very good friend who was my mentor when I started thinking about writing, and she passed away, and she said, whatever you do, do it well, but do something that will have a message. And I'm a September 11th survivor. 
um, in more ways than one. And uh, I just wanted something that would be a tribute to all the great leaders that I work with who, who passed on because of that horrible incident. So the book, which is now um, in limited edition, will live on forever in the hearts of the people that mentored me. Oh, yes, definitely. I'm, I'm just, I'm so happy that you're here today. And yes, let's fight through. Um, so in your book, why did you pick the people profiled? Well, those are the people that have been uppermost in my life. And to be honest with you, I have had, I have had the pleasure especially when I worked in a very large company with a lot of wonderful engineers. They were just, just so wonderful. They did so many wonderful things. So I just, the, the people that endorsed the book on the back of the book, they are equal to the leaders in the book. I wanted a range that would inspire people, especially young people, because the new generation coming up, Sometimes I think they need to really, really read from generations in the past to rediscover what leadership is all about. Definitely, yeah. And that's actually why I really enjoy history or taking history classes at my high school. It's just, it's a way for us to learn from our mistakes and to adapt in the future. Um, so which person profiled is closest to you personality-wise? I think it, I'm a little bit of everyone in the book. Uh, I, I just feel that a true leader inspires and shows by example. And <clears throat> that is what I try to do uh, when I mentor young people. I teach English as a second language. And uh, I want people to learn, but I want them to forge out their own careers, their own paths. So it's a little bit of, it's a little bit of everyone. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And I know that you included Churchill, Catherine the Great, and a lot of other people who have showcased fantastic leadership in our history. Well, Ch Churchill, Churchill is my, one of my all-time favorites. I mean, mm. my, my grandfather was English, and Churchill just he was he was a born and a he was a born leader and now that i'm older and i read things that he wrote and just the way he felt about things in life he was just really incredible but i have a soft spot spot in my heart for um for him because he was british and as i said my grandfather was british and uh, they're really good people not that everyone else isn't but they're they're really they really exemplify leadership. Of course. And as Churchill says, never, never, never give up. And that's, that's so true. So what qualities do you think a leader should possess? I think that a leader should consider, and we're talking about his and her now because in my generation, I don't think women got enough credit. I think that whether it's uh, a man or a woman, I think leadership is all about caring for 
the needs of others, advancing in a corporation, but always taking into account what one of my wonderful students uh, in one of the many colleges I taught said, there is no I in we. We're all in it together because nobody gets to the top by themselves, really. And uh, I think it's very important that we work as a team, even when I'm with the kids. I learn from them. We learn from each other, and that's the way it should be. We should always be a team because you can't operate in a vacuum. Oh, yes. Oh, I like that analogy. That's, that's really good. Um, in my junior year of high school, um, there was a mentorship program, and I was mentored by an industry professional, and I feel we both benefited, and we just had this really close relationship and I definitely agree with you that mentorship and leadership, it involves more than one person. It's about the teamwork between many people. So which leadership style do you kind of relate to the most? Again, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. A little bit of this and a little bit of that. I'm, uh, my grandmother was the best cook in the whole world, and my mother used to ask her, she told me when she first got married, what do you do with the recipe? And my grandmother said, you find the right fit for you with the recipe and who you're serving it to. And I think it really doesn't fit into any particular mold. When I walk, when I worked in the corporate world, and I walked into a boardroom, and uh, happily today there are many, many more females, which is a wonderful thing because I think women have so much to offer. Not that men mm-hmm. don't, but <clears throat> when I'm in the classroom, I want to encourage everyone to be a leader. But then, on the other hand, there can only be one real head of the team, and he has to inspire the whole classroom. So. It really depends on the situation. I think in today's society with a lot of young people, they are too willing to conform. And what you have to do, you have to carve out your own niche and find your own comfort zone. And once you do, you have to inspire others to also join that comfort zone while at the same time not feeling comfortable, uncomfortable outside of the office or the classroom just going on their own path. So, you know, it's a twin-edged sword. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I feel there's no set-in-stone way to become a leader. Like, everyone's different, and everyone has to approach leadership differently. And, you know, to be a leader, I feel we need to, we need to ask ourselves these questions. For instance, in what areas am I weak? I feel we need to be able to see our mistakes and not just be arrogant and say, no, I don't have any mistakes, but you need to just like, you need to see yourself and think, okay, what are my weaknesses? You have to admit that to yourself. Um, And another question is, how can I enhance my present skills to become this in a leader? And I love these questions that you have written in your book because I feel they're just the essence of leadership. And another question you brought up was, how can I move up within my organization and which of the personalities match and serve leadership goals? And it's definitely kind of the vision of leadership. So um, let me ask you, Joan, 
who is your leadership role model if you had to pick one and can you elaborate why? Oh God, that's a tough one. Um, I think as far as leadership, it was a lovely British lady who I met when I graduated with my first associate's degree many, many moons ago. And she formed her own corporation with a few other females, and they were doing training and development for high-level um, individuals on the Navy bases and the Army bases, and it was really poetry in motion. And uh, I might be doing something like that with a new enterprise that I'm starting. But she was so poised and so articulate and made such a lovely appearance, but she had the courage of her convictions. If she felt that the assignment was given to her with not enough lead time or she felt that it compromised what she believed in, she would turn it down. She wouldn't take it, and there was one contract that was quite lucrative, but she did her due diligence, and she found out that it wasn't the kind of um, outfit that she wanted. I'm not talking about the military now. I'm talking about private sector, that she wanted to be have her name associated with. And she was with me for my formative years. Of, she's passed on, but she really, really instilled in me the belief that you have to be honest in your convictions of who and what you want to associate your name with. And uh, that's what I've always tried to do. Oh, that's perfect. That's really perfect. If I had to pick a leadership role model, hmm, it's, it's really hard. But maybe, okay, let me rephrase the question. Maybe someone who I look up to, um, Simon Sinek, um, if you have heard of him, he gives really good speeches and he had this different, this model he gave in a TED talk. And I think that's, that's a really good model that you should use when pursuing different things. So let me ask you, Joan, how do you see leadership changing among your peers? Oh, goodness. I don't really have to worry among my peers because, uh, a lot of them, I, I worry about in your peers, and my peers, they're, for the most part, I'm very happy to say, doing what I'm doing. They've left the corporate world, and they're inspiring young people like you at the college level. As a matter of fact, my husband and I were talking today, and he's mentored tons of young people in, his, in the engineering firm he worked in. Uh, I saw that is not an issue. I just worry about the young people growing up in the world that we're growing up in today. It's very difficult to stay true to your convictions, especially now in the time of COVID, when so many people are losing their jobs and students are finding it difficult to complete their educations and then the tuition and the whole nine yards. I would say to anyone, just be true to your convictions if you have to stop your education and you have to, you know, rethink your budget or whatever, just follow your path, follow your dream. My father made, my father never made a lot of money and he, even working as a teacher, uh, it was very difficult for him. And I saw that as a little girl and my mother had to take care of a series of sick relatives, my grandmother, bottom line. I just pushed and at the age of nine, I said, okay, this is it. This is the way it's going to be. 
It's not that they don't love me. They just can't help me any more than they can. And I started savings and I, saving, and I put myself through two associates, a bachelor's, and three masters. And I will say my darling husband was helpful with one of those masters, but I wound up reimbursing him because uh, it's the way I am. But I think you have to go with the times. The world is a different place now. People have a different set of values. In some instances, they don't have a value system. So I think you just have to sit down and put a plan of action and stick to it and not let anything deter you, no matter what. Exactly. And congratulations on persevering. It's, it's so amazing how you got back up. And I feel adversity is really what shapes us, especially the people who put in a lot of effort and they try, they don't make it, and they keep on trying. That's truly the, the essence of leadership. So since you brought up COVID-19 and the pandemic, how has, you know, these circumstances impact your teaching in NYC? Oh, well, I don't teach. I teach in in New Jersey. Mm. Uh, I don't teach in New York. Uh, And what it's done is it I've I've had to do my workshops online. And it's been a challenge. And I'm becoming a summa cum laude graduate of the School of Zoom. Mm-hmm. I personally would never want to do it that way because I'm a very hands-on teacher. I teach very gifted, uh, a lot of um, Japanese and a lot of Korean students. Uh, basically, that's the, the community I'm, I'm tasked with, and it's a labor of love. And... To have to do that online, not to be able to sit with them in the morning when I see them, if they have a sad face, if they have a problem, come into the classroom. I'll help you before start class, class starts. Come in uh, on your, on your uh, lunch period. Come in on your free period. Come in after. Come in during library. It's joyful. I love it. And <clears throat> not to have that one-on-one or in, in little groups, I find very frustrating. And it's been very hard for me not to show that frustration. That, that I think, has been the worst part. I mean, of course, obviously in my personal life, I don't like uh, talking on the phone to people that I've known for years. You know, thank God I'm married, so I'm not on an island unto myself. But I think it's, I feel their frustration. I feel the frustration. So I'm praying we get a vaccine because I just want to see all my kids, and I want to teach them, and I want to hug them. They give the best hugs. Oh, I know. I I can totally relate to you. And just a few months ago, I had my virtual high school graduation, and I was just told that at Berkeley this semester, it'll be all online. And it's just, it's it's really overwhelming because this has never happened before in my lifetime. And just it's the new, it's the new way of life, I guess. So well, with the crisis... Yes, yes. Don't even say that. Don't even say that. Say that this is a temporary thing, and next year they're going to have a vaccine, and you're going to, when you graduate, the next time you're going to throw your hat up in the air like I did, and you're going to catch it with all your classmates. That's what you have to keep in the forefront of your mind. 
That's the mindset. I like that. I like that. You have to, you know, see ahead and make the best out of our circumstances. So with the crisis, Black Lives Matter, climate change, online schooling and everything, what advice do you give to students about these tough times? I think you have to be true to yourself. And I think that you have to hunker down and accept the fact that no matter what you pay, no matter where you go, you're going to have education learning obstacles. And you're going to have to work twice as hard. And you're going to have to really bone up on a lot. Look at I am working on four new novels. And I, uh, the last, the current one I'm working on, a middle grade novel, I had so hoped to work with my munchkins because I do teach uh, kindergarten to middle grade. And I was just going to sit down and have powwows and we were going to have fun and I was going to introduce everything. So it means that I can still communicate with the kids, but of course I want to leave them alone this summer. They've, they've, done, they've done enough. They deserve a break. But it means that I have to bone up. I have to read more. I have to do more on my own. And that's what I would say. The competition is fierce. That has never changed. In order to stand out, in order to stay ahead of the crowd, maybe take a second language online. Maybe brush up on an area that you're not as crazy about as what you want to go into. Look and see where the hiring is, and let that be your guide. To be prepared is the most important thing. And who knows? I mean, I never thought when I was getting out of uh, my bachelor's degree, I was a marketing and business major, that I would ever, ever, ever go into education. It was something I, I've always loved children. I mean, I started tutoring children at nine in the basement of my home. But oh. I didn't think that I would be teaching uh, as a career path. And at this point, I mean, I've had my corporate career. I was a journalist. I still do freelance. But I just adore children. <clears throat> and just seeing the smile on the face of a child who doesn't understand how to put something into words, especially if English isn't their native language, it makes me feel good. It really does. So I would say broaden your horizons, widen the net, and don't be glued to and married to the idea that you've been nurturing all through kindergarten to high school because that might just not be where your future lies. Yes, exactly. And especially since I'm going into college, um, I'm keeping all of the major options open I'm not just saying, you know, I'm going to do computer science. I'm like keeping it open and just I feel college is the time to kind of explore your interests and there shouldn't be any pressure, but it's just it's all exploration. So I definitely love that mindset. So, Joan, can you tell us about your other book, Go For It Leadership Handbook for All Students? Oh, that's my favorite, believe it or not. It's based a lot on the tenets of Eleanor Roosevelt, who is my all-time hero. I mean, through peace, through war, working with the United Nations, married to probably one of the greatest presidents ever, she had so much to contend with. Her husband 
he had polio. There were so many children that, you know, that, that they had. They had a lot of issues. And she never, never, never gave up. And her, my favorite expression of hers, I think, I hope I'm quoting her right, but I think a woman uh, doesn't, uh, can't, isn't tested until, like a tea bag until you put her in hot water. Mm-hmm. I just love her. And believe it or not, that book, as an audio, is still selling globally. And I'm so proud of it. And it has inspired many young people. If there's any book that I'd want you to listen to, anyone listening out there, that is the book, because we need to be inspired. Uh, And I also made that book, the audience is from high school on, so you're perfect for that, because we need to be inspired today, and we can't look to anyone but inside of ourselves. It has to come, happiness is an inside job, it has to come from within. And I really am very proud of that book. Oh, wow. Congratulations that it's doing absolutely amazing. And I agree, she's definitely a role model. So let me ask you, what do you think is the most important quality in a leader? If you had to narrow it down to, let's say, one quality, what's like the most, the gist of leadership? Humility. Humility. I worked for a lot of people in my life. I've been around a long time. A lady never reveals her age. (laughs) But I am definitely not a beginner in the business world. And I think someone who is willing to admit, hey, I made a mistake, I'm sorry, as long as you don't hurt anyone, as long as uh, it can be rectified, I think humility is the most important quality because that transcends everything. And if you have that quality, you realize you have made a mistake. I forgive myself. Please forgive me, and let's move on. But just to be able to admit that you made a mistake, that's the most important quality in a leader. Oh, yes, I like that. And, you know, you should be able to see your weaknesses. And, yes, absolutely love how you worded that. Um, can you give us your thoughts on the importance of learning from your mistakes? Oh, they say that you have to make them to learn from them. I mean, I've made far too many, but as I said, you go to high school, you go to college, and then your world shatters because you didn't get that journalism job or you didn't get the job in in a science lab. You have to take lemons and make lemonade. You have to learn. You have to be realistic. And optimistic. You have to be realistic. Maybe this wasn't for me. Optimistic. How can I take what I've learned and translate that into something else? Transfer those skills. And you have to reinvent yourself until finally you're the happiest person in the world. It doesn't always happen when you're very young. I mean, not that I want you, I'm saying you're going to be miserable, but try and find your happiness in what you're doing, knowing that things might change. I've made several career changes. Everyone was for the best. When I was young like you, I used to get so upset and say, oh, my God, what did I do? But now I realize that each step along the way was for the best. Yes, and I always tell myself that everything happens for a reason, and I just tell myself that, every time after trying my best. And yes, that's the mindset we have to grow into. 
So can you please tell me a little bit about your other book, Jamie is Autistic, Learning in a Special Way? Oh, my God, that is such a wonderful book. I teach not as much as I used to, but I used to teach a lot of autistic children in a, in a previous school. And Jamie is a real little girl. She exists. She said, Mrs. R- Mrs. Ramirez, please tell my story. Obviously, I, I couldn't use her real name, but that book is different because it is a book to inspire children, but it can, has also been used by teachers, it's been used by parents, and it has a worksheet in the back where a parent can sit down with a child and explain that you're special, but you're special in your own way. All students are special. Autistic children are wonderful. They're fantastic. They've given me great joy. It pains me that it's sometimes, you know, they're misunderstood, but trust me when I tell you, they come up to speed, and they're fantastic. And the book is now audio. It's in Spanish. I'd love to have it in some more languages. <clears throat> but at this point, <laughs> the situation being as it, as it is, all, expen- all things being equal at expenses, I'm glad I was able to have it translated into Spanish. But I really feel it's important for autistic children to realize that they are special and they have a lot to contribute. And I don't think... Any student, given encouragement, can do anything but flourish. They just need to be given that encouragement. And it all comes from the home because that's where it all starts. And then you have teachers who care and so on and so forth. Yes, I absolutely love that because I um, I used to actually, because of the circumstances now, I cannot but I used to work with this little boy um, who was seven years old at the time. And I used to, he was autistic and I used to play with him. And I felt the lesson I learned from him is that you need to appreciate the little things in your life. And he just found happiness in the smallest things. And it just, it kind of changed my life because he was such an amazing kid who found happiness and, you know, playing with the washing machine or, you know, taking the petals out of roses. It's just, it was very nice working with him. So I definitely, I have the same feelings towards autistic kids um, as you do. So my very last question for you, Joan, is how, how do you keep people motivated despite conflicts and obstacles? Well, I think being married to a man who has survived so much in his own life He says to me, you can either let life defeat you or you can move ahead. And he said, water flows. He said, continuously flowing. He said, go with the flow. Go with the flow of the water to where it's going to lead you. And I tell you, when I, he's my sounding board. And when I feel uh, discouraged or I get angry, and I feel like I want to throw a pillow against the wall, I just say, well, what do you think of this and what do you think of that? It's not easy. These are very difficult times, times I didn't think would ever exist. But I think you just have to keep saying to yourself over and over, something good is on the horizon. And that doesn't mean I don't get upset. That doesn't mean uh, that 
I don't say to myself, oh, sometimes I say, you ninny, why did you do that? Why didn't you do that? You should have done this. But I think what has also helped me is I have some really supportive friends, really, really special people who, as a matter of fact, I just finished writing a handbook for technical and English as a second language professionals, and I had some colleagues I worked with look it over. And it's just, it's just joyful to get the feedback and to actually have people that I can email and that I can do phoning with. So I'm very, very, very happy about that. And that keeps me afloat. It makes me feel that I'm not alone in this endeavor. You know, that's, that's absolutely. important. Yes, absolutely, Joan. And I just want to thank you so, so much. You're so inspirational. And thank you again for sharing all of your insights on leadership. Um, audience, you can learn more about Joan on her website, jonesbookshelf.com. And you can also access her work on her WordPress site, which is writerjr1044. You can also reach out to her on social media platforms like Facebook and show your love for more segments by donating to the Be The Star You Are 501c3 literacy charity that brings you this program at bethestarur.org. I'm Siri Panindra, and keep listening for more about leadership. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to Express Yourself. This week's show is all about leadership, and I'm excited to bring back Andrea Smith with her newest edition in the spotlight. Hi, Andrea. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Doing fine. I'm so excited for your segment. Me too. Well, hello, everyone. I'm Andrea Smith, and I'm back again with the newest edition of my segment in the spotlight. Today in the spotlight will be all about leadership, but more specifically about how to flourish it from within. So let's get right to it. With everything going on in the world right now, we are more desperate than ever for good leaders. The ethnic genocide in Myanmar of the Rohingya people, the proxy war in Yemen, which has led to the biggest humanitarian crisis our world has ever seen, terrorism in West Africa, which has left hundreds of thousands of families worried for the safety of themselves and their children each and every moment of the day. 
the war between Israel and Palestine, which has left millions of people starving and going to sleep with the constant sound of booming guns and warfare. The global pandemic that we currently live in, which has taken the lives of hundreds of thousands of people across the planet. These are just a few of the many heartbreaking issues going on in the world right now. The root of conflict and distress of any sort starts with failed leadership and the consequences are horrific. With that being said, when you think about leaders, you may think about the CEO of a Fortune 500 company or the President of the United States. Now, while that may be true, I believe that we all showcase leadership to some extent in our everyday lives, whether that be in a group project at school or taking charge on an itinerary for a weekend getaway with friends, or even just coordinating family dinner. In a society that is changing so rapidly, for better or for worse, we can all use our inner leadership powers to increase the entropy of love and kindness in our world. But the key to being an effective leader starts deep within yourself. It starts with taking control of your own life. While I was just saying a moment ago how living in a society changing so rapidly can help us exhibit our leadership in ways that will change the world, it can also harm us in ways that causes us to lose control over our actions in our day-to-day -day lives. And this may sound confusing at first, so let me explain. Think about your own life for a second. I know for myself, especially before quarantine, I was just a hamster running on wheels. I never had a moment to myself. It was either spent at school, swim, or homework. Even on weekends, I would find myself distancing from all my friends and family, all for to be that perfect student or that perfect athlete. But the thing is, my ideal of perfect was no longer human. And it hurt me. I was scrambling around, never feeling satisfied enough or happy enough with my current standings. And I think that this is a common theme amongst the people in our society. The consequence of this is that we end up losing sight of what really is important in life. What will, at the end of the day, give us a sense of fulfillment and purpose. So going back to the idea of control, one may ask themselves, do I really have control over my life? I know I'd be lying to myself before quarantine if I said I did. And if I don't have control over something as simple as me, 
how can I possibly be able to lead others? So the answer to this is quite simple. It starts from within. It starts by making time for yourself, whether that be sitting for a few minutes in meditation or journaling or even painting. Whatever it is that makes you unplug, find time for it each day. With this, regaining control over your life also starts with a change in mindset. Instead of doing things simply to do it or to please someone else, structure your life with purpose with what will bring you joy and happiness rather than what you think society wants you to do. A quality of every great leader is empathy. So with that, being more attuned with ourselves and taking control of our own lives will allow us to be more attuned and connected with others. So What will you do today for yourself then? Maybe it's starting a journal or doing a meditation. Anything and everything that allows you to step back for a moment and treasure the beauty of life is something that should be held at a priority in your life to do each and every day. So I challenge you to try it this week and see what a difference it makes in your life. I know it has greatly changed mine. For there are no limits to the human race of how far we can go when we all become the best and truest versions of ourselves. Wow, Andrea, your segment was so meaningful and My favorite sentence was, you first must get control of your own life before you can lead others. And wow, it's just amazing how you talked about our current events and you talked about how you have to, you know, go within and take time for yourself um, for us to be productive in life. And I love that. Oh, thank you. Of course. So I'm curious, who is a leader that you aspire to be? Um, One leader that I really look up to is Nelson Mandela. He has done so much for the criminal justice system and it is and the criminal the flaws in the criminal justice system is something that I'm really passionate about. And I feel like he did a really amazing job to speak up and speak out against the Um, systemic racism and also the hardships and also the abuse that people incarcerated have to face. And he's done a lot to bring changes to the criminal justice system. And I really applaud him for that. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So what is your favorite thing to do, you know, to de-stress yourself? I personally do meditation, but What are some strategies that you implement in your life so that you can calm down? Oh, yeah, I really like to paint. So um, especially when quarantine first started, 
I felt that I had a lot of extra free time. So I started painting. And when I paint, I lose track of time. Hours can go by. And um, it's just really calming that you just enter another world, you know, and you can just create something like really beautiful and really meaningful to your own life. And I just, I really love painting. Do you ever paint or do stuff like that? Well, during this quarantine, I actually found time to paint. Just, I think oh, it was really? about a week ago, I drew the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. What are some things that you have drawn? I'm curious. Um, I really love painting the beach. That's like by far my favorite. Every single painting I do is just a different version of the ocean. Yeah, I, I find it really therapeutic to draw nature. Or, yeah. you know, different attractions like the Eiffel Tower. But, yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much, Andrea, for your very, very informative and interesting segment. Unfortunately, we are out of time for today's show. I'm Siri Panindra, and thank you to listening for listening to Super Smart Sundays here on Express Yourself. You can support Be The Star You Are and find information on our creative community, charity efforts, and outreach programs at bethestarur.org. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. As always, we express our gratitude to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Empowerment crew, especially our voice engineer, Josh. Thanks to our guests from across the world, and thank you to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. Be a leader, speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines If you would let yourself go